Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show on WTBQ Radio Worth Listening To. This is Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty and I am here live in the studio today and I have Marsha on the line. You there, Marsha? Buddy. Good morning. How are you, Marsha? I am well and keeping cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And we also have a special guest in studio with us today and that is... Carol Rogers from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Hi, Carol. How are you? Great, Grace. Good to be here. Hi, Marsha. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Carol? Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, we were, um, we're, we're just trying to get ourselves settled in here. We wipe everything down and, 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 uh, to make sure everything's safe in here. And uh, we're going to talk about real estate now. So, uh, Marsha, how was your week? Have you been busy like the rest of us? Yes, I have. Crazy busy. Um, Offers on my listings, offers on other homes. Yeah, I've had a great week. Yeah, I, it's just <clears throat> nuts. I, I, I was telling Carol, I think I had told you earlier, I've been busy as well. Um, I have I have offers on a bunch of different things. Um, the, the problem that I am having is uh, multiple offers yes. on everything. Yes, so, that is true. Uh, yeah, so clients are having, uh, you know, I feel bad because we're not getting houses, and 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 it, it's an it's a problem. It, it's certainly it's a problem for them. It's a problem for us as buyers agents because you have to, you know, consult them and you know give them advice as to how to deal with a situation where there are multiple offers, and you know, in some cases they they may not get a house. Like one, I was telling Carol, yeah. fifteen offers. Yep. I think you I told to- you two, Marcia. Um, you have to almost be 15. a psychologist or a psychiatrist <laughs> well, because if the they're if aspect of it which is how much does your buyer want to pay over the price that the realtor put on after their market analysis and everyone's Unless kind of pushing their market analysis lower. too they're pushing their market analysis too right. right so yes. like you know last year if this house was worth say $220,000. Now it's listed for $249,000 and they're getting 15 offers with um, escalation clauses on them that are going five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 over the list price. It's like, how do you, how, how do you talk to your buyer about that? Right. Of course, <laughs> you know, truthfully, but like they think, want the house. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch over the next two months the homes that are closing that we're just talking about that have gone way over, uh, we think, over the asking price. I think a lot of things are going to fall because the appraisal's not going to come in. People are not going to be willing to pay the difference between the appraisal. In some cases, and they the won't sale. have the money. No, of course not. That's the conversation that you have to have yeah. up front. I'm, I'm working with a, a young couple from New Jersey, from uh, Dumont. And they, it's the first home purchase, adorable couple, and I try to get them not to be discouraged because everything that they are interested in making an offer on is is getting multiple offers, and it brings them right out of their price point. Yes, it does. You know, so you have to just say to them, hang in, hang in, you know. We'll go, if you want to go see a house, just we'll go see it. If you want to make an offer, we'll make an offer. But don't be discouraged if you don't get it. That's right. the problem. Right. And, you know, as much as we know, in reality, 
it's so driven by whatever the economy is or the stock market or the fact that there's lack of enough housing, which is throughout the country right now, and that mm -hmm. people want to move away from the areas that had a high concentration. Yeah, the metropolitan areas. Yeah. So I right mean, that's now, that's the lowest in the country. Yeah, um, that is where most of my buyers are. There are, I do have a couple of buyers that are local. And in all honesty, I'm, you know, consulting them that maybe they want to wait. If they don't have to make the move right now, maybe they want to wait well, as a buyer. So and, you know, the rush is off. Yes. Yes, yeah. because right now there is a mad rush. It's it's frightening. And Marsha and Carol, you, you, you guys, the two of you have been doing this a little longer than I have. Um, so you probably remember, you know, what happened in the 90s and the 80s or that kind of thing. I, I wasn't there, but I was there in 2005 yeah. when we had a similar situation yeah. happening. Yeah. I think it might have been driven by the, the fact, you know, it was driven by the mortgage um Laxity. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. So everybody wanted <laughs> to buy a house because they, you know, they could. They could just I'm do it. I'm kind of looking at this market as this is different. Pan pandemic pandemonium. Pan pandemic, pandemic pandemonium. pandemonium. <laughs> You're going to coin <laughs> that. I mean, really, it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy. And, um, and I don't think it's good for anybody. I think that the buyers, of course, get very discouraged and very upset. Mm -hmm. The sellers... It's it's a push, you know, so it's not it doesn't make the transactions comfortable. Mm -hmm. And our goal always is to make it as comfortable as we can. Mm -hmm. right. One of the goals, right. you know, sure. is to make it good so that when they walk away, they go. We knew it was going to be a little hard if you're selling your house and you live there for a long time. You know, the, the memories and they have to go through that emotional aspect. But we want them to feel that when they walk away, that that worked. It, it's yeah, uh, you know, it's a good experience. And now yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah. You no. know, you're you're looking, you're pin, you're pinpointing things. My daughter had called me yesterday about friends of hers who made an offer somewhere else, um, not not anywhere in our area. And the seller is saying, I know the language was wrong. They, they want a larger deposit, and I'm going. No, I think they mean down payment. You know, <laughs> but that's you know. So the seller at this point, it, because it is a seller's market, can demand things that it ordinarily would not. Yeah, be they're demanding. holding the cards. Yep. And in some cases, I think that makes them uncomfortable a little bit yeah. too, because if they're sitting there looking at so many offers, they want to pick the right one. They want to pick the one that's going to go the distance. And that's the thing. Like you, like it may not be the highest, um, no, the no. highest offer. I think today the terms are equally, if not more, important than the price and and, and the the uh, equality of both terms and price. I think is a little uh, skewed right now. Mm -hmm. I, I think that everybody's thinking price, 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 and when terms are so much more important. Yeah, a larger down payment. Um, Conditions, you, you know? know. Yeah, closing quickly. Yes. Or, or in or some not. cases, waiting for yeah. the mm -hmm. seller to find a, a suitable house, a suitable yeah. home for them. Those are things that are going to um, uh, have you win your your offer, like yes. get your house. So um, it's crazy, you know. We, I introduced you, Carol, but yes. maybe you want to just give a little quick introduction of like who you are and what you've been, what you do. 
what I mean, I obviously do. you're a realtor, but maybe you should give your introduction so everybody knows. We just kind of like went like really quick oh, into this uh, as we well, started. Well, I've been uh, doing this in the Orange County, uh, primarily Warwick area, for 42 years now. Can't be possible. She started very young. <laughs> I, was, I was eight. You both did. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, I've been doing it for quite a while. Um, started out with Century 21 Peck when they were here. And then... Um, Where Marsha and I both... Well, no, Marsha, <laughs> you started somewhere else. We, but we all worked from our, uh, Century time. 21 Peck, yeah. yeah. We definitely got a, a good education there. And then That's for the, I worked there, I guess I was in that office for about maybe eight years uh, 10 years probably and um, then when did you leave Carol just when I started there uh, no you were in the office for a while yeah, for a I while. didn't leave because of you <laughs> That's what I'm saying. that was my question but I was I was kidnapped by the uh, developers for Deer Crossing yes and yes. I went and uh, was their uh, director of sales on site uh, there for 15 years and then I was kidnapped by Warwick Grove and went there for 15 years until I sold myself out of a job. And now I'm with <laughs> Better Homes and Gardens Rand and uh, at home with some of the wo most wonderful brokers in the business that I grew up in the industry with. I mean, it's it's like coming home. It's been great. Well, I have to tell you that I am humbled between you and Marsha because you two are, you know, they're, you're almost idols to me because you've been, <laughs> oh, the you. two of you oh my have been doing this for longer than I have. And yeah, but you're you, very good, Grace. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but that's because I had, you know, mentors like you, Marsha, and, and Carol, since I've been working with her, Carol never um, ceases to amaze me and her uh, way that she can talk her to people. On, yes, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you the two of you both uh, leave me in awe. And oh, I hope that I can Grace. continue your legacy when the two of you retire already, the two of you. No, I'm is just that, kidding. Is that a hint? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I don't ever want you guys to retire because you're, you're a source of... Um, of inspiration for me. If I have a question, I know I can come to you guys and, and, and ask. And Always. I hope that I can be that way to some of the, the people that are coming up behind, you know, after me. Well, I think this is a con, this, the, the interesting thing to me about being in this profession you're always learning something new. And I'm not talking about thought loop because that's, that's <laughs> not what I mean. That every transaction is different. Oh, yeah. So even though the concept is the same, you're dealing with different people, you're dealing with different problems, zoning changes, rules change. So if, if you're constantly learning new things, mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden you learn a lot about septics or right. wells or or things that you wouldn't construction right. that you don't if you're in another type of job you know your job right. but that's it we learn all the time and that's what keeps us young we're going to take a quick break and then we'll continue with our conversation when we come back This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years, and I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. 
For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. Hi, this is John Stein, host of the Hootenanny Cafe, inviting you to join me every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, 93.5 FM or WTBQ.com, for the best in folk music anywhere. Hi, this is Dick Robinson. It's the best music ever recorded. I play it for you every Saturday morning, 5 to 7, here on WTBQ. Dick Robinson's American Standards by the Sea. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren on WTBQ Radio, worth listening to. And we have a phone number here if anybody would like to call in and ask any of us questions. It's 845-651-1110. So we are here with Marsha. You're there, right? Hello? Hmm, maybe we lost Marsha. I'm not 100% <laughs> no, sure. No, no, I'm oh, there here. You, oh, I'm there you here. are. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. And Carol Rogers from... You didn't hear my loud voice? No, I, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. Um, and we were discussing uh, what's been just going on in the market this past three, four months, which is completely... It was busy before, and yeah. now it's completely out of control. I know there was some, a topic that you wanted to bring up, Marsha. What was that? I can't remember. Well, I, I actually pulled June statistics. Okay. Just to, because I think we did statistics at the, um, but this is just for June. Okay. So it's, it's kind of funny, but it, it'll give us an overview. Mm-hmm. So new listings last year at this time was 89. Is this, this Warwick? Is this just Warwick? This is Warwick. Okay. The town of Warwick. Okay. This year, this is the surprise because there was 122 new listings. Wow. So what happened, I think, is that people were waiting to see what happened. And when we went into phase three, I think people just said, okay, I can deal with it. Protocol is in place. We know how our house is going to be shown. And we're going to do what we would have done in the last three months that we didn't do it. So I think that talks about that. But I I was a little surprised Mm -hmm. when I saw it because we keep saying, and rightfully so, there aren't enough housing. Well, there isn't because there's just such an influx of people coming. Um, I mean, I can talk about all of the buyers that I have. They're all different, but they're all mostly all the same. They want out of where they are. Mm-hmm. 
and they're going to do whatever it takes to get even if it's here. just for a weekend they're yeah. not necessarily i met a couple yesterday from brooklyn and they were not necessarily they're not going to sell their home in brooklyn no not everybody big is. home There's but they want there now they want to get away they, they want, want a place to, to escape. weekend house mm-hmm. yep i yep. think we're dealing with a lot of that which um Earlier, I remember when I first started selling real estate, there was a lot of weekend housing. Um, then, then it became much more full-time, but I think we're back to that. Um, anyway, the next one is um, closed sales. In 2019, for the month of June, there were 42. This year was 25, and that's for exactly the same reason in reverse. Yeah, we just, it's been harder to get things to close because everything uh-huh. is taking so much more time. Right. right. So it's I throughout that every industry. People, people weren't manning their offices. Attorneys uh, that's right. were not in their office. Everything was email. Yeah. You know? But here's something which isn't that different. Days on market in 2019 were 74, and in 2020 were 80. But again, that's Same basically because they the can't get to contract because off very quickly. Yeah, but they can't, and they can't get them to co- contract any faster because that's just right. what's happening or close because the banks are much slower too. Appraisals, everything, yeah. everything. Um, Title is taking a long time. Municipals, everything. Municipals is. are definitely taking yep. a long time. Yes. Yep. They I are. mean, I know they've been working the whole time, but it just, it, not every, in Warwick, they've been working the whole time. I'm not 100% sure that every other town was working no, as much as Warwick was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that is affecting uh, closing time for sure. But this is the median sale price in, in Warwick. 2019 was 265 In Warwick? Yes, this is town of Warwick. Okay. Remember, you it's have Greenwood Lake, Florida, you have, right? You have Pine a, a broad spectrum when you're doing town of Warwick. Mm-hmm. In June of 2020, 353, an increase of 33.2 percent. That's incredible. Not surprised. No, we're not. That's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing. Supply and demand, it's, and the demand is greater than the supply. So, right. and I think it's also we've sold more higher end homes too than we have been right. previously, it's, it's, right? You know, true. Because when you're looking in statistics, it depends what the feed is, and if it's a time where higher end, uh, there could be a few very expensive properties, and that'll offset the statistics. So unless you look at the background and actually see what sold, Mm -hmm. statistics are very funny Mm -hmm. that way. So there's there's a comparison, but are you comparing house to house? Are you comparing apples to bananas, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is the medium, though. It wasn't an average. That's correct. So sort of right in the middle. In the middle. So if you had a couple that were lower and a couple that were higher, your medium is still going to be sort of Okay. But it's still higher. It, yeah. Yes. A lot higher. Right. <laughs> yeah. 33%, uh, just shy of 33%. It's significant. Uh, okay. Percent of original list price oh, received. Yeah. yeah. This is where it's almost the same. Um, 2019 was 94.1. And now it's 94.7. But keep in mind, we've had an inventory shortage for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, that I, I actually thought that number would be higher, though. But maybe it will as it, months yeah. go on. It's right. going we're, to get we're higher. Doing, remember, 
Well, this, this is, is what June. closed in the month of June, which means it could have gone actually gone into April. contract in early March. Yeah, sure, before the pandemic. And right. so it's that's what I said. The next couple of months of looking into the uh, scope of real estate is going to tell really tell the truth of what we're going through since March. Yeah, we can feel it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different. And oh, I think yeah. that 94% is certainly going to go higher. Yes, but it is. And it's one of those. There's a lot of full price offers. And but then it's above. a lot. Of, it's, it's, it's almost a false market. It's, it's almost a make-believe. You, you know, know I agree. Every market is real. <laughs> no, it's true. Every market is real for the time. At the time and how long it's going to last, right. nobody I, knows. I always think of 1987 at the crash. And at that time, some of the pricing was high. And a client of mine was very interested in a house that was $700,000 and subsequently had made an offer. And of course, there, there had been a full price offer from somebody from Wall Street. This is, <laughs> this shows the, this the is 1987, right? And yeah. of course, at the crash in October, that person backed out. My buyer bought it for 400000 Wow. So that, yeah. you know, was 700000 the right price? I think it was, at, even at that point, pretty highly inflated. But yeah. nevertheless, it's by the day. Mm -hmm. And we're all hoping that the days are good. So the inventory of homes for sale 2019 was 238 and now it's 207. Okay. So a, a lower inventory. Right. You know, which is what we're saying. Right. But I want to be, you know, kind of, I, I agree with you, Carol. We need to be cautious. We need to tell people exactly that this is the market today. And if you want your house, and you're paying over full price, we don't know what it's going to be next week. And mm -hmm. the same for the seller. We if don't I, know. Marcia, if I knew that, I'd be on a beach somewhere drinking we a pina would. colada. Oh, no, I would, would be getting great money. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on a beach. We all on would. We had no, that I'm crystal not ball. I'm a beach person, but I might be sailing. <laughs> we'd all be somewhere else let's put it that way because no, you have to deal with Warwick, the... but we, yeah. right if we we could foretell that future um i think i'd have a column in the wall street journal or something. <laughs> you have to deal with the market every morning when you get up that's what you have to do and, right. and see what it is and uh, the best you can do for your client is to just keep your eyes on it watch what's going on get the trends and try to help them understand it. That's all. I, th I think that's really important. Yep. So one of the things that we do as realtors is cons we, are con we consult with our clients so that they understand at all times, is the market up? Is the market down? Am I paying too much? Well, you know, that's your de I said that to somebody yesterday who made an offer. You know, this is your decision. I, you know, I cannot tell you what to do and what the future is going to be. It depends upon how much you want the house and what your affordability, mm -hmm. if you can afford it. Right. And it's we're in an, an advisory position where we can advise them like how they're going to get you know what it's going to take to get the house then they have to make the ultimate decision yes. as to whether or not that's where they want to go 
Yeah, well, it's the same as helping your client price their home for sale. Mm -hmm. You can only give them the range. This is what the market is dictating. It's up to them to price it. <laughs> and right now, sometimes our range may not even be 100% correct because it's changing so fast. Well, yeah. I tell them that. You know, yeah. this is what the, what the market uh, analysis says. From the last, like, 30 days. on past, was, right. past sales. This is what I see in the marketplace. So this is where I suggest. You know, my suggestion is different than what the actual analysis is mm -hmm. to a degree. Yeah, you know. I, it's funny because it's we sort of go by gut feeling, yes. but you have to have statistics too. You can't just like go in there and just be like, oh, I think this house is worth, you know, X, Y, Z. I had um, a client that was interested in a house and somebody listed it from out of the area. I won't say what house it is, whatever. It was really, really priced high, like very high, like right now. Um, price per square foot is somewhere like 170, 199, maybe 210 dollars a square foot. This house was priced at 305 dollars a square foot, and I'm like, I said to the listing agent, you know, we want to make an offer, but like I'm having a really hard time, you know, having my my client make this offer of full price, and in this case. Uh, so I asked her, where'd you come with them? And she goes, oh, it came, I, it's from my head. It came out of my head. I'm like, okay, well, sh this house still doesn't have a deal on it. Of course not. Because It shouldn't. It, right. I mean, she's had offers on it. And then they're they're like they're backing they're backing down because mm -hmm. they're thinking it through at this point. It's a small house. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, you can't. You, you can go a little over where our numbers are coming in at, but you can't go, in this case, like it was 35% oh, higher than, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, and everybody sensed that, um, even though they wanted the house, every other house in that neighborhood has an accepted offer except for this one. So <laughs> it, tells it tells you me, something. It tells me something. Yeah. And I tried to say that to her when she's like, oh, it came from my gut. Okay. Well, that's well, good. That's we all have really a gut. Great. And I know that they now say your gut controls your brain or your brain <laughs> controls your gut, but that doesn't help in pricing a house. No. <laughs> We're going to take another quick break and we will be right back and continue this. Thank you. This is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show. Mondays at 10 a.m. Gem Home Inspections is the number one home inspector for your prospective new home, ensuring great memories instead of repairs. Gene of Gem Home Inspections brings more than 30 years of experience in residential construction plus hardscape and landscape design. Gene's passion also lies in historic restoration and renovation, providing professional quality service, plus Gene is a state certified inspector. For peace of mind with the purchase of your home, contact Gene on Facebook at Gem Home Inspections. You have a car problem? Maybe it's a mechanic problem. Maybe it's not. 
Sounds like a job for me, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. That's right. Sunday mornings at 8. Get up early. Let's hang out. Let's talk about cars. Let's all get smarter. Let's solve some car problems. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. Here, Sunday mornings at 8. Lisa Morrison, a psychic medium who reaches those who have crossed over from physical to spiritual, intuitively hears, feels, and sees information coming from the other side. Tune in every Thursday at 12 noon on radio worth listening to. WTVQ a heat advisory remains in effect for today. Sunny and very hot. We'll see our highs in the low to the mid-90s. Then tonight, look for partly cloudy skies and still quite warm, staying in the mid-70s. Tomorrow, clouds and sunshine, 90 to 95. Some strong to severe thunderstorms arrive late in the afternoon. Into tomorrow night, they'll end around midnight, then partly cloudy with a low around 70. And for Wednesday, partly sunny skies, 85 to around 90. I'm WeatherWorks Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back. This is Grace Warren on WTBQ Radio Worth Listening To. And um, I, that was Marsha disconnecting, I guess. <laughs> goodbye, Marsha. Bye, Marsha. <laughs> she has a walkthrough to go to. I should have said goodbye before, but I, I, I didn't think about it until I saw the time. So... Um, this is The Real Real Estate Show, and I'm here with uh, Carol Rogers still, and we've been talking about the changes that have been going on in the market and how it's affecting everybody, and there's there's some other stuff that's going on besides, um, you know, the crazy wild well, market. there's a lot of questions today with the big topic all over the country are schools. Are they going to, when are they going to open? Are they going to open? I think a lot of the colleges- How are they going to do it? A lot of the colleges have resolved some of the issues, I think. But I'm just talking about our local schools. I don't know what's going on. What, what do you feel? I, I mean, it doesn't affect me personally because my children are you know, mm-hmm. not in school Mine, anymore. Obviously. However, I have um, you know, uh, nieces and nephews that go to the district here in, in Warwick. And from what I'm understanding... It's, it's going to be really up to the state what the state allows, but right now Warwick's plan is to um, keep the kindergartners and first graders going to school every day, and it appears that they might be going to Pine Island. I, I don't know if any of this has been confirmed, and maybe somebody wants to call in and tell me if I'm wrong, but um, <laughs> then the other kids are going to be going to school for three days on, three days off, and I don't I don't know how that's going to work for them. Then, the, you know, three days they'll be learning online. Three days they'll be in school. Um, I feel like it's very disruptive for children yeah, to do that. It is. Um, you know, learning online sounds like it's a good idea, but I feel like kids need social interaction. Yeah. And um, I think it, what we need to focus on, this is my opinion, of course, is the the things that they really need to have, which is, you know, math, science, reading, mm-hmm. writing, the basics. Like, we need to put the other stuff aside right now. Yeah. I mean, I do think kids need to get out and be active, and I think they need to, um, you know, have art in their life. But, the, you know, that might be the online stuff that they're doing. Yeah. The not other. the actual, you know. Academic. In, academics, mm-hmm. because they need that. And our kids are behind to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, having two children that have gone through the school district and I and it wasn't Warwick schools that I, my kids went through, but I do think that they got an excellent education. But I do also think that 
there's a lot of things that they're lacking. And luckily for me, my children are the kind of kids that are constantly curious and exploring, and they like take it upon themselves to learn other things that they didn't necessarily learn about in school. So, um, you know, but I don't know that all, yeah, yeah, I don't know that other kids do that. And I noticed even in my, my daughter, you know, she has a, you know, a master's degree and she, she doesn't know so much about, um, you know, politics, that sort of thing. Like she doesn't really necessarily understand that stuff. And I don't think it's taught. So, you know, we need to focus on that stuff, but that's a whole nother story. But yeah. now we have... <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, our parochial school, our closing. only private school in Warwick, has been here, part of this community, for 55 years, and the archdiocese has decided to close it. Yeah, it's a it's a blow to a lot and of families, dis- disrupting families and children. You know, my daughter went to that school. Did she? My granddaughter is a student right. there. She's going into the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very disruptive, and I don't know why there was really no explanation. And they still haven't really it. given an explanation, have they? No, and they haven't really. They were all supposed to go to St. John's in Goshen. Uh, at first, they were all going to come to St. Stephen's, uh, Sacred Heart in Monroe, and St. John's. They were all going to come to St. Stephen's, which is a fabulous campus. I mean, mm-hmm. very updated and everything. Then they turned it around at the last minute. And said that St. Stephen's was going to close. Do you think it had to do with the fact that St. John's is more centrally located? Do you think that's why they chose that? And it's near but Burke? Choo- but to choose that uh, over our campus, what we offered and what we had, and we had cafeteria, a full mm-hmm. cafeteria with a kitchen. At St. John's, I believe they eat kitchen in the basement. They eat lunch in the basement of the There's church. some sort of a cafeteria. I, I'm not really familiar with the yeah. school. It just it didn't seem like a... I should actually, if my husband's around, uh, call us, call in, Joe, and, and tell us, because he actually went to St. John's as oh, a child. He? Yeah, oh, he went until sake. seventh grade there. Yeah. So... Um, and, I'll, and I'm, going to, I'm going to ask him about that. But um, and his mother's still part of that uh, parish, uh, you know. Uh, but it's you know a few years ago we lost St. Joseph's School mm-hmm. in Florida, yes. and yeah. that was very very upsetting to the people whose children went there and to the children. And, and now they're closing two other schools. I mean, a Sacred Heart, um, I'm sure, had a nice enrollment over there. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of people in Monroe, so right. it's affecting a lot of kids. But after the archdiocese made this uh, announcement that the two schools. St. Stephen's and Sacred Heart were going to go to St. Joe's. Then all of a sudden they realized there were too many students. So what that wasn't thought out before. How did, yeah, that should have obviously that, I mean, that's bad business. Uh, You know, I know that the church is supposedly not a business, but it really is. It has to be. It it has to run as a business. Of course it does. So, um, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, how's it going to affect your, your granddaughter? What is she going to do? We don't know yet. We don't know. It has not been finalized. Okay, so do you think you're going to send her to... I mean, the other thing that I uh, thought of is... She'll stay gonna... in a private school. Okay. That was... that was. So it'll uh, either be St. John's plan. or someplace else. Yeah, she'll stay in a... There's not a lot of choices. No, there aren't. And she doesn't want to leave her friends. No, of course she that doesn't. That she's been in school with since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Some of them preschool, mm-hmm. you know, so she doesn't want to leave her friends. She's going to stay with it, and we all will, will have to adjust, I guess. I mean, the other option... It just is a big question. Why? Right. How was there no thought process to get together 
and bring the families in and sit in the auditorium. Mm-hmm. This is a family. Mm-hmm. And tell them what's going on and what's happening. And this could happen. That could happen. It was, they were blindsided. Yeah. It's it's a sad situation for yeah, everybody. It is. Um, it is. You know, and I feel bad for the town. We uh, now I'm thinking of it as real estate. Mm-hmm. At one time, we could tout that we had a private school, Monroe too. Yes, yes, of course. And now you you don't have that, right? And our Warwick can't accommodate under the uh, circumstances of pandemic. They can't even accommodate all their students, and now they're going to get more students. Yeah. How many students were in... Oh, um, wait a minute. You were going to ask me that. St. Stephen's? Yeah. I mean, how many grade uh, classes per grade? Oh, well, the, so that gives you an idea, sort of, right? I mean, One per year. And each classroom um, maybe had 16 students in it. Okay. So, you know, if and it goes up to eighth grade? Eighth, yeah. So that's like eight times 16, right? So uh-huh. what is that? What, what's the math? Come on, get your, Let me get, get my your calculator out because <laughs> I can't do this in my head. I mean, eight, you know, 16 times. Uh, all right, let's let's see. Re- whatever it is, um, you know, it is a significant amount of kids that has to now find a different home to oh, go sure. to. And um, they were all bussed, too, by the Warwick School District, correct? Mm-hmm. And most of those kids were from Warwick or were they from other areas, too? Majority. Like Florida, from, too. I majority would think of them Florida were kids. Warwick, but then some Florida. And then, since St. Jo- yeah. um, Joseph's closed. So, you know, it's affecting We that. had a couple from New Jersey. How about any from Greenwood Lake? Did you know of that? Not that. Yes. Yeah. There must Probably, have been, right? Yeah. Within so, our town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just quickly doing the math. 16 times 8. Is there kindergarten there too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about uh, like 140, yeah. 150 kids, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. that are and they could, have, they could have opened with social distancing. And everything else. Uh, of the and it's a very updated campus. Yeah. So it's, it's if there's about 140, 150 kids here in this school, um, St. John, St. Um, Stevens, Stevens, probably Sacred Heart had just about the same. So we're talking more. about 300 kids exactly. now that have to be like shifted into a school like St. John's, whether yep. they can fit or not. So the, they can't. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to send some of these kids to Burke. They may send the upper grades. I don't know. And that would now they're your, gonna, your granddaughter. And now they're going to split up uh, the the family. <laughs> you know, you had sixth graders in St. Stephen's were friends with fourth graders and third graders, and mm-hmm. they took interest in everything. Uh, it's going to be a well, different it's a, dynamic. It's a de- it's definitely when you have a small school like that, it is definitely a different dynamic. I, I know that from the experience my kids had when they went to school at Seward mm-hmm. and Golden Hill. It's a small district and it's sort of the same feeling that you have at um st stephen's because everybody knows everybody and everybody knows everyone's parents they had a ritual at st stephen's that the eighth graders when they were leaving their last day of class Mm -hmm. before graduation all the kids in the school would line up in the hall and give them a high five and the eighth graders walked out and that was the last time they were going to be in the school. Oh, that's so adorable. I mean, there was just wonderful, wonderful things that happened in that family. Yeah. And, uh, so fond memories, but well, everybody will have who to Who knows what will happen I don't uh, know. at some point. We don't know. And I mean, I think that school is in a condition where it could reopen if it had to. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. At Pine Island, I heard uh, can reopen, but they're going to have to do major renovations to bring it up to school code. Yeah. Now, now that they closed it. Yeah. yeah. 
So I, I that that so we have to see what's going to happen. Yeah, we we do, and it's going to be a tough thing for all of. Uh, and I'm sure the board. Uh, at Warwick is having a difficult time too. Yeah, trying to come up with a yes. solution to this. I mean, obviously, all these kids need to be educated. We can't just let them sit around doing nothing. It's uh, they have to, <laughs> you know, at this point. And they need the social aspect of school. I agree. So my niece, who is just uh, she's between kindergarten and first grade now, she's been home, you know, since March, and some camp, and uh, she she's going to a camp in Monroe right now for two weeks. This kid has been so happy because she's seeing other kids. Yeah. I mean, she is so excited to be there with other children right now. They need this kind of interaction. And I know we have to be very careful, but there's got to be some sort of, I don't know, some... We have to negotiate something to make it make there these has to be a formula. It, there's can... going to be an effect on these children about this. So we have to take another break and we'll be back and we'll continue our conversation about real estate. And uh, we'll be here. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansart will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansart now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. The real estate market is hot. If you have been thinking of selling your home, now is the time. At Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, we pride ourselves on delivering an exceptional client experience. Our professional agents will provide you with the market data you need to price your home properly and follow through with the best marketing to get your home sold. Call our office today at 845-986-4848. Tune in every Saturday at 8 a.m. for Horseplay with me, Jimmy Cassidy. And me, Michael Dennity of the Clover Stables. Boarding, riding lessons. And how to take life by the reins. Radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Brian Barrett, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past and create a future filled with a million-dollar feeling, Saturdays at 9 a.m. WTBQ, I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning and welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Grace Warren uh, from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, and we're in studio today and we have... um, Carol Rogers. Hi, Carol. Hey, how are you doing? We've been talking about a lot of different things today. Um, we were just talking about the um, what's happening with the schools. And as I mentioned, I wasn't 100% sure about what was really going on with the school district. But um, 
today at 12 o'clock on WTVQ, Ms., uh, Mr. Leach, the superintendent of the Warwick Schools, is going to come on and talk for an hour about what is that's the plan. So, you know, that's going to be more information that is accurate and you can um, tune in at that point and listen because I think it's important for everybody. Um, and uh, Carol's phone's ringing. <laughs> it's not ringing, it's just dinging. <laughs> that's okay, she forgot to turn the, the volume off. But um, <laughs> another thing that's happening right now or that actually has ended is uh, the protections for renters and people who have mortgages, Oh, which um, the federal government had um, put in place for uh, people who you know lost their jobs and maybe weren't able to pay their rent or their um, mortgages during this whole COVID, and it it was in place between March 27th and July 24th, which was just a couple of days ago. So, if you are a, a renter and you have not been able to pay your mortgage at this point the federal protections are um, ending so you have to start paying your mortgage again but new york state has uh, a rental assistance program for covid and the information uh, you you can you have to fill out an application for it and you have to make at least 80 percent less than what you were making previously to uh, apply for the uh, the program, but you can go on to, I have the, um, the website here, it's governor.newyork.gov, and there's a whole, um, there's a lot of information on there, and it was available since last Thursday, and let me just quickly go over some of the, um, some of the things that are required. I hope I printed it, I thought I did. But you could definitely go on to the the uh, the website and, and look at it because it looks like it didn't actually print from what I uh, pulled up. But you know, one of those items was the fact that you had to make a certain amount of money less than what you did, and uh, they there is some assistance for you. But keep in mind, people, you know that you have to apply for that because now you're not going to be protected any longer unless mm -hmm. they change. You know, federal government puts some new law into effect and you know the thing is about that and do you I, think that they could possibly extend it? they might I, yeah. I i don't i don't know what's what's happening and it might be from state to state too because oh, right true. now in new york mm -hmm. you know we're starting to go a lot a lot of people are starting to go back to work i mean haven't you found that oh sure yeah yeah you know and our unemployment um is the federal unemployment is ending at the end of this month too so for many people they were getting that extra six hundred dollars a month that's going to end i think you can still um have new york state unemployment but you won't get the, the PUA. Uh, yeah. yeah so that's going to end at the end of this month so you know that could affect the economy i think people have been spending money because they've had some money and in some cases some people were actually making more money than they were normally making with this that's why they're ending it because people were choosing to stay home yeah and in some instances making more money than they would yeah. if they went to work right 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 so. with this extra you know six hundred dollars a month i know my, my sister-in-law did go back to work you know weeks ago but she was saying you know when she was so worried when she first went out on unemployment and then she's like you know i'm actually bringing home more money than i was before 
<laughs> so she's like, I kind of don't mind staying home. I'm going to get a lot of things done. And I think that that was the case for a lot of people. Well, in the beginning, too, people were afraid to get out and go to work yeah. because of the virus. I think still people are yeah. afraid. I mean, yeah. Marsha doesn't come in here um, because she's concerned about it. She's concerned for her husband. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, understandably so. This is a scary thing. We keep hearing different things every day about what how it it affects you know different people and you know i'm not an expert so i don't know but um i know how it's affecting real estate and we were talking to about the different uh ways that it has been affecting us and we don't know what's going to happen in the next few months and i think it is going to change after maybe the election we'll see what happens like we don't know like this is so unknown like what's going to happen this is a once in a lifetime this thing that we're going through right i now. hope so yeah <laughs> i'll take my word for it <laughs> <laughs> you've been around a little I'm longer not gonna, you know? i'm not gonna let it happen again <laughs> no you're not <laughs> so anyway um another thing that i um know i noticed is that I pulled up this thing from Realtor.com. Carol, this is so funny. What's that? Uh, I'm pulling it right now. Let me just let me just grab it. It's about islands that are for sale. Because oh. <laughs> maybe some of us there's want... a new market. Yeah, maybe some of us want to move to an island right now because because who knows what's going to be um, you know what's going to be. And uh, so here's one that is called Terra's Key. It's in the Florida's Keys, and it's an entire island, and it's listed for $15 million. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But there's affordable ones on here, too. <laughs> here's another one. It's called Potato Island, and that's in Connecticut. And uh, it's accessed by boat, and um, it's $4.9 million. So that's a little bit more affordable, right? Oh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> All right, so here, what else do we got here? Um, Lakeville Lake Island. This, I think we should go buy this ourselves right now. All right, where is it? It's in uh, Lakeville, Michigan, so it looks like it's in one of the Great Lakes, and it's $460,000. There you go. It's a private island. It has a pool. How big is it? Um, Does it say? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong picture. Yeah, let me look. Let me see. It's 11.7 acres. So um, that's, you know, that's a nice size, right? I could could live with that. (laughs) It has a floating dock. um, Electricity? A private bridge. Actually, wait a minute. No, I looked at the wrong one. This one's a quarter of an acre. Oh. And it has a three-bedroom house, a garage. What do you need a garage for? Like, there's no roads on that little... three-quarter acre island? You can't drive there, really. What happens if the tide comes up? (laughs) I don't know. They have boat storage and abundant parking. Like, I don't know how many cars you're going to get over there and how you're going to get them there. But um, Cedar Island is in, uh, let's see, Bobby's Lake in Michigan. And that's that one's 19 acres. And that one's listed for $4.99. So some of these are quite affordable, there right? You go. Like, yeah. I think so. And then here's another one, Columbia and Pea Islands. It comes as a package deal. And that one is listed for $13 million. Uh, Lake Mayopec Island, uh, two Frank Lloyd Wright designed homes on one private private island, uh, and that's in Carmel, New York. So that's sure. right. That's in our neck of the woods. It's ten acres with two impeccable mid-century modern homes designed by the renowned architect. The first home has four bedrooms and an abundance of windows to take full advantage of the lakeside views. 
Details include natural stone terraces and water fountains. The other is a guest house. But it's price I mean, nine point nine five million. Well, not too bad, right? No, that's not too uh, that's realistic. I mean, it's got two homes on it. Yeah. And how big is the acreage? It was. Um, I'm sorry. Back. That's okay. I turned the page. Uh, Eleven acres. Did you say? It doesn't say the acreage there. It, it doesn't have the acreage on okay. it, but it's pretty. It's pretty cool looking, though. It mm -hmm. really looks like a Frank Lloyd Wright house. There's solar panels on it. <laughs> um, it it's kind of. It, it's it's cool. I mean, Frank Lloyd Wright is uh, amazing. You know, oh, does gosh, a lot of. Yes. Uh, you know, he did. He did one over in Monroe, didn't he? There's one over there off. Uh, I don't know, but there's a lot of Frank like. Lloyd Wright inspired homes, mm -hmm. like the one over by Montgomery. Where they have the uh, oh right the yes, co yes. condos over mm -hmm. there um, that that's a beautiful home. I mean, needs some work, but it, it's beautiful. Then there's one on North Top Sail Beach in North Carolina. Oh, that one's three point nine million. A tiny town at the end of North Top Sail Island, North Top Sail Beach, is a pristine fourteen point five acre split of oceanfront in North Carolina. A light lighted boardwalk leads to a picturesque estate that measures more than 5,000 square feet. There's a pool as well as waterfront wow. views in just every room in the house. A second dock on the other side of the property leads right out to the water. That sounds amazing. Yes, right? it does. Yeah. I mean, like, you could buy this and rent it out and then make your money back. That's only $3.9 million. I mean, that sounds like... Nice B&B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then here's one in Boca Raton. Uh, Boca is well known for its golf courses and beaches, but owning a private island in this posh Florida zip code is a serious step up. The best part of this island is that it's actually a peninsula, which offers easy accessibility. A tree-lined drive leads to 4.2 acres of lush lakefront land. This island is already set up like a compound with a large main house and a guest house and a boat dock. And that is going for $3.95 million. So, uh, you know, wow. it's not that crazy no. um, to buy some of these properties. Now, here's one that's pretty significant, and it's in Big Grand K, Bahamas. Uh, for those looking to truly escape the U.S., it doesn't get much better than the Bahamas. The balmy breeze and gentle waves crashing on the white sand beaches make it easy to see why the island this island life is all the rage. This is a rare opportunity to own not just one but eight islands fully equipped with resort style <laughs> amenities they the k comes with a four bedroom manor a great house designed as an entertainment house and eight yes eight individual cottages all offering waterfront views and that can be yours That's for 29 yeah for 29.9 <laughs> million dollars that one's a little bit out of my price range that's a resort yeah so, I mean, this is like something to consider for people or dream about because, um, <laughs> hey, it's, it's just something a little bit more lighthearted, right? Yes. That's what we need, a little lighthearted. <laughs> um, so the other thing, well, I, I, we only have like a few minutes, but like Carol is uh, very involved with, um, uh, what is it called? Warwick Grove. Warwick. If anybody has interest in properties in Warwick Grove, they should probably give her a call. You want to give out your number? Absolutely. We only have a few Nine, seconds left. 914-443-2496. So if Sorry you have any, informa you want any information about Warwick Grove or you want to sell your home in Warwick Grove, Carol's the woman to call. She really knows what she's talking about over there. And it was Thanks, great Grace. having you. I hope you come on again with us. I would love to. And Thank you. I uh, you know, love having you here today. Thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.